Hello and welcome to the Sport of Kings, Legends of Philadelphia. I thought that was horse racing. Yes. I googled it. It said the Sport of Kings is boxing. Oh. These are your hosts, Tony. No, it's the Legends of Philadelphia. These are your hosts, Tony. It's the corduroy of sports. <laughs> These are your hosts, Tony. No easy way out, Trove. And Johnny, there's no shortcut home, Zito. Mm. I'm Brian, giving in, can't be wrong, Beerman, helping out on engineering. <laughs> You might be wondering, why won't these guys <laughs> shut up about Rocky Balboa? Well, work. in addition to being Philadelphia natives, Tony Trove and Johnny Zito have a little lifestyle. Brand. You got to change the fucking thing every week. <laughs> it I says lifestyle. Yeah. I changed the jokes, but not South the important Bolivia. part. And it's not little. It's huge. It's, yeah, exactly. We're like Walmart. It's huge. I've been told, I've it's, been told it's very impressive. South Bellini. That focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes. Lots of times, customers will ask us, why didn't Mannequin get this many sequels? It's true. There's no Mannequin 5. <laughs> or they want or they want to know why Philadelphians are always beating up on the Soviets. It's true. It's true. So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for new Philadelphians and refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. You know, what's funny is that we're three nonviolent people who really uh, enjoy this boxing movie. I like it. It's so, it's like so much more than a boxing movie. I like it I like it for the articles. I like it for the human moments. For the articles. Articles. <laughs> Tobacco use only. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's why we're so calm is because we have this outlet of uh, Watching Rib- people punch each other. Rob is watching people punch each other in a real way, in a uh, theatrical way. Um, I love it all. I love it all. Boxing, hockey, mixed martial arts, um, synchronized swimming. I love it all. <laughs> the deadliest all the, sport. All the all the, the, the contact sports. Swimming are, all the are great. Uh, we're back. We're doing it again. We're doing another Rocky movie. This will be the last one for because we're taking next week off, right? Yes. Yeah, well, but yeah. <laughs> people who at, who work at South Fellini might ask, why would you do this really long podcast in the middle of your busiest season? Well, go ahead, Trove. <laughs> I clearly you have an answer. You proposed the question because because. <laughs> Zito, I, and Beerman like to torture ourselves. No, it's because we love the people so much that we will you know, leave. I don't know. We, don't, <laughs> we leave it all on a lot, the mat. A lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a, a lot of moving parts to find the time to watch Rocky Four and then record a podcast that's just as long as the movie. It's not longer. You know, it is not a very short <laughs> it's movie. Not it's not a very long movie. Yeah, it's, it's, a very, it's, a, it's not a very long movie. I was I was shocked by how much of it is actually Rocky three and Rocky one. <laughs> Fuck yo, I know. And this is so this is Rock, Rocky four and oh, and, and a, a Christmas movie. Mer- Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, yeah, this yeah. is it's not Christmas for us, but it's it's Christmas for everyone listening. Merry Christmas. Rocky four, a Christmas classic. So we're taking we're taking off next week though. Yes, we're gonna like, be off next week. Me and Zito are so. So plan accordingly. If you want to spread this out over two weeks, because we're not, it's we're not. Uh, this is our Christmas gift to you, Rocky Four. Yeah, we're giving out a, a lot uh, for to hold you over. This is uh, this is going to be a lot of opinions 
more than more than we give in leftovers. one week. Don't don't do like it like <laughs> don't eat it all at once. Yeah, <laughs> don't <laughs> spread it out. Don't like it's like when I give ham his food. Don't eat it all at once. <laughs> That's what he does. No, no, some people like to gorge. I always overdo it. I always binge on everything I do, so I get it. Yeah, that's why I'm the most critical of this. <laughs> Rocky Four is a 1985 American sports drama written, directed, and starring Sylvester Stallone. The film co-stars Dolph Lundgren, Burt Young, Talia Shire, Carl Weathers, T- uh, Tony Burton, uh, Brigitte Nielsen, and Michael Pataki. Uh, Rocky Four was the highest-grossing sports movie of all time for 24 years before it was overtaken by The Blind Side. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's true. Take that, Mighty Ducks. Oh. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> it is the fourth installment in the Rocky franchise and the most financially successful of the uh, of the Rocky movies. The Cold War gets hot on today's episode uh, of Legends of Philadelphia as we revisit Rocky Four. <laughs> Do you guys have uh, uh, any early impressions of Rocky Four? Do you guys remember it from your youths? Oh yeah. Did look. I'm just gonna. I when. It's um, it's the most iconic. I would agree with that. I would agree with way. that. I don't know. It's simultaneously the best and the worst Rocky. Yeah, that's a really great description, Drew. That is a really great description. That's so zen. That's so at peace with what it is. <laughs> I I had like so many different feelings when I watched it last night. Um, <laughs> you just try- Beamy, Beamy, I'm sorry. Just you start. You start. You. When was the first time you watched Rocky? Oh, uh, well, I watched as a kid, and then uh, everyone, I always get in an argument with people because everyone says this is the best one, but I think Rocky Three is the best one. And ha- having you watched that, convert. having having rewatched it, I stand by that. I think three is better than four. So. You were onto something. You were definitely an early adopter of this theory. I don't theory. even think Rocky Four. You know, we've it, watching. I never really watched them all in a row like this, and. Rocky Four isn't really a Rocky movie. It's like no, absolutely not. You we like we were trying, we were busting trying to not talk about this yesterday when I saw you, you know. But it's like a surreal film. Yes, it's it's, like, it's ridiculous. Yes, yes. Many of the sets are like non-existent. They're like they disappear into darkness. Uh, the there's a lot of Soviet impressionism in those uh, uh, those environments, which makes them kind of un- unreal and and uh, abstract. It's I don't know. It also it looks like a lot of like '80s action movies. Yeah, it, I, I'm sorry, if I have anything insightful to say about Rocky, it's actually my wife's opinion. So she <laughs> said that it's an homage to Eisenstein. Oh, the, okay, the I, Soviet, definitely the Soviet. Uh, Yes. editor yes. uh yes uh, it's montages and like jumps and yes it's, um she's she said it's right. that and, and um i was like yeah that sounds about right i'll say that on the podcast yeah she's 100 percent right <laughs> and like it isn't Go really on, putting movie. that film degree to use <laughs> yeah i don't know what you're talking about so <laughs> uh, he was this russian he was a russian editor and he like he was the guy who like invented the idea that the you can put images he was, yeah well he did both but his like claim to fame, the thing he did different than anybody is like he he like invented or defined what it means, what montage means, and like montage is when you put any two cuts together, right? It's like it doesn't have to be like set to music and and uh, an express training over time. It is it is like sure it does. It's literally just like any two cuts, anything, right? You're you're you form meaning with these cuts, and so he even would, the uh, like with like the um like what's it called? like the, the Harlem Shake. Yeah, 
right? <laughs> like that. Yeah, what? just like that. When, when people do those like memes, like when people do like the Harlem Shake, they're like standing there and then they're just like dancing yes. or whatever. It's like a. Well, that's like the simplest version of what I'm used to. Well, in a way, no. In, in a way, yes, but in a, in another way. <laughs> no, the, look, that's what I that's what I hear. Everybody doing the Harlem Shake is is uh is an the homage to Eisenstein. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, Eisen, we are off the Eisenstein. rails. We're ten seconds into this. I know people are gonna turn us over. I, I, anyway, Joanna is right. Joanna is right. A lifestyle is, business, yeah. Joanna is right. Joanna's right. Uh, I guess uh, this is the Rocky film that I have the uh, the most powerful impression of in my head. It is definitely like the like Trove said. It doesn't look like any of the other Rocky movies. Uh, uh, this is the movie that I think of though when I think of Rocky. And the brilliance of the first movie is undeniable. But there is a stagecraft. You know, like I'm talking about these like abstract looking sets uh, in this movie that, for better or worse, elevates Rocky to super heroic stature. Like by putting Rocky side by side with this kind of like. Uh, Soviet uh, 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 art, this like larger than life figures <laughs> and these giant flags and stuff. You elevate Rocky to this that standard. He can only he can compete with only he can defeat the Soviet Union because he's such a superhero. And uh, I think that's how most people remember Rocky. They don't really. We're going to talk about the fifth film at that's some. That's literally point, but... if you if you ask somebody about Rocky Four, it's like oh that's when he he d- just defeats communism like that. Everyone he converts says that. the crowd. Oh yeah, well, he gets over. Yo, no, no one from Philadelphia is that likable. It's it's so ridiculous. Uh, for anyone who isn't familiar with the plot, here is the blurb from the back of the VHS. Uh, the Soviet Union has its top boxer <laughs> make an entrance into professional Specifically boxing. Specifically the VHS. That's what I looked up. Uh, into professional boxing with their best athlete, Ivan Drago, who initially wants to take on the world champion, Rocky Balboa. Rocky's close friend, Apollo Creed, decides to fight him instead, but is fatally beaten and killed in the ring by Drago. Enraged, Rocky decides to fight Drago in the Soviet Union on Christmas Eve to avenge the death of his friend and defend the honor of his country. High stakes. This one is definitely the highest stakes of the, other, of the movies. Oh, yeah. It matters most. And the, the belt isn't even, isn't even up for grabs. Yeah. No, the fate of the world is. They it's say like... it so many times. They say it so many times. I don't, it's always like I don't know. Maybe that's how um, sporting things went with Russians. It was like a, it was like a it was a non-official expedition. It was like hockey or whatever too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, guess I wrote. I, I I talk about it. There, there's they cut a scene where he goes. Rocky goes to the boxing commission and they tell him like, no, you can't. Like you, and I think they strip the title of him if he goes to take this fight and he does. But and I think he added it. In the director's cut. Oh, I guess we'll talk about all that. But. All right. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. Well, we can talk about the director's cut at any point. Uh, I mean, if you want to bring it up now, we're we're we are watching or we watched for this episode the uh, original theatrical release that is available on the HBO or uh, the one you would have on your DVD or VHS box set collection. But last month or a couple months ago, he re-edited Rocky Four, and it's called Rocky vs. Drago, I think. And it's a different version of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm eager to see what it looks like or whatever. I don't know what he could have changed that would make the movie like, that now much different. Ten less minutes. Twelve less minutes. <laughs> <laughs> more montages. More, more Eisenstein. <laughs> uh, in the in the um, I watched the trailer for it, and in the trailer they spoil that 
Apollo Creed gets killed. I mean, they say it on the back of this too, but it was like, man, it is like, a plot point. It is a major plot point. Um, I don't know. It's like they spoil it in the original trailer, the original theatrical trailer. Yeah. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. That's uh, that's people complain about that all the time. I that's uh, that's crazy. I didn't realize uh, they gave so much away. I've I, you know after watching it too, I feel like I have so many criticisms of this movie, but it's one of the most popular movies. Like how could how can you really say anything that they did something wrong when it's so popular? Well, I got things. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so big. Like I don't know. I feel like every we keep saying they get worse, and then it's like they keep getting bigger. And you know, you're is you, bigger better. I mean, like bigger. that's the that's the know. thing you have oh, to yeah. is bigger better. That's the thing I'll you have to ask always. yourself: is it quality or quantity? USA. <laughs> Foreman Mills. Foreman Mills. <laughs> More, not oh. less. Gary Barbera, discount dodge. <laughs> yeah, uh, more the merrier. No, bigger's better. Everyone knows that. So yeah, I guess this is better. <sighs> yeah, for 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 better or worse, it does elevate Rocky. Rocky is huge after this. Rocky is uh, not just a boxing champion, but an American hero. So when Rocky IV began filming in the spring of 1985, it seemed like a class reunion for many members of the cast and crew. The new challenge at hand was to make Rocky IV every bit as thrilling and uplifting as its predecessors. Uh, Stallone set out to reshape his character physically as well as psychologically. He began his training during the filming uh, of Rambo First Blood Part Two, which is one of the funniest titled First movies Blood of all time. Part Two. <laughs> Parodied constantly. It's such a joke. Uh, Stallone adapted a grueling workout routine under the guidance of world-renowned bodybuilding champion Franco Colombo. Uh, Stallone added inches to his chest and bicep and 10 pounds to his muscular frame to make Rocky appear as a truly impressive champion. I commented in Rocky Three. I didn't really think he looked like a heavyweight anymore, but he definitely looks huge in this one, and he looks, he looks like a fighter. Yoked. Yoked, as they say. Yoked. Got his pump on. <laughs> uh, the film's makeup artist, Leonard Engelman... Remembers that Rocky Four crew, the Rocky Four crew, used the term "pump and lube" while filming uh, his underwear. <laughs> Yo, go get the grease. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> uh, this was to achieve the on-screen look of glistening sweat during Rocky's training sequences and during his battle with Ivan Drago. The makeup team would wait for Stallone to pump his muscles up. And then the artist would lube his body, creating an artificial sweaty look. There is definitely a weird look to everything in this movie. Greasy. Everything Greasy. glistens. It's all got it's all got the uh, the starburst. What do they call the um, the flare? The lens flare. The flare. I'll tell you the truth. This is the first time I watched it. Like I mean, I watched it on HBO, and it's like high resolution. I don't know. I haven't watched it like that. I guess you know. I don't know. I think that I've only quality. Seen... Yeah, um, definitely was interesting to see it with that. As well, you know, extra greasy, extra sweaty, extra greasy, double sweaty. <laughs> that Give was the onions. That was what the tagline was for the movie. Rocky four, extra sweaty, extra onions, extra. <laughs> Wyoming doubled for the frozen expanse of the Soviet Union. The small ah, farm where Rocky okay. lived and trained was in Jackson Hole. The and Grand Teton National Park was used for filming many of the outdoor sequences in the Soviet Union. The uh, PNE Agrodome in Hastings Park, Vancouver, British Columbia, 
was served as the location of Rocky's Soviet bout. So they uh, they redressed that stadium to be like some brutalist Soviet stadium. Doesn't look like anything's in Philadelphia. No. And is it is it the same look? I mean, it's, it's the same house from Rocky Three, which we said. Well, the exterior it's supposed is. To be I don't, lower I don't Marion, remember if he was. But it's probably L.A. Yeah. And he's only. I mean, he's only outside that house for like a minute, you know. And the rest of the house is all sets or whatever. So. I don't think any of the shot in Philadelphia it doesn't look like that to me. And uh, I mean, besides the stuff that they use from the old movies, but. Uh, Sylvester Stallone has stated that the original punching scenes filmed between him and Dolph Lundgren in the first portion of the fight are completely authentic. The actors agreed that they would engage in legitimate sparring. One particularly forceful Lundgren punch to Stallone's chest slammed his heart against his breastbone, causing the heart to swell. Stallone, suffering from labored breathing and blood pressure over 200, was flown from the set in Canada to St. John's Regional Medical Center in Santa Monica, and was forced into intensive care for eight days while his heart swelling went down. Yo, did they run steroids or what? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, like, I mean, that's what we're really talking about, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. These guys are juicing hard. Yeah. Um, it's, a plot get... point of the, it's a plot point of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, right. But, like, you know, these, like, boxers don't really take, you know, they're not really, they're not really even supposed to take punches like that. No, you know it's a to appear. It's the appear, It's like for it's like movies. It looks bigger than it is, and yeah, they're really hitting each other. So that makes sense. He really got hurt. Yeah, he got uh he got injured. I read an interview with Stallone, and he's because it's here. It's because uh, I read about this, and it says his blood pressure was over two hundred. In the interview, is like, oh, it's two hundred and sixty. <laughs> it's like it gets bigger and bigger every, uh, throughout the time. Now that I think about he's, it, these it guys was like a thousand die. snowballs. Mm-hmm. Additionally, Stallone has stated that Lundgren forced Carl Weathers to quit during the filming of the Apollo versus Drago exhibition fight. Uh, at one point in the filming of the scene, Lundgren tossed Weathers into the corner of the boxing ring. Uh, Weathers shouted profanities at Lundgren uh, while leaving the ring and announcing that he was calling his agent and quitting the movie. The event caused a four-day work stoppage while Weathers was talked Whoa. back into the part and Lundgren agreed to tone down his aggressiveness. Wow. Yeah, so Lundgren kind of showed up, uh, you know, with something to prove. Came in uh, hot. Came in hot. Yeah. He's a new guy. I don't know. I guess, and like you just said it, they were probably juicing, and so now everyone's roiding. And here comes Carl Weathers after, like, do, like getting regular fit and, do, you know, just, like, showing up <laughs> regular for one shape, day yeah. or whatever. And, like, the, here's these guys who are, like, roided out. Stallone looks weird in every one of them in a different way. <laughs> and not the first one. <laughs> Because like, it's like when they, go, they start, they start criticizing themselves. They go, you know, what if my nose did look like this, or what if my hair was like this? I don't know. Like they're like things just start getting like changed. I don't know. And there's like another. There's another. There's a yeah. He's bigger in this one. He like looks weird. Like he shouldn't be muscular like that. Uh, R- Rambo and and he keeps he keeps changing the kind of mus- uh, musculature he has for these different movies. Like Rambo's muscles are not the same as Rocky's muscles. So he is like in the span of like ten years, he's had like eight different bodies. It's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. Let's get real in shape. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, the other way. Let's get really out of shape. Yeah, that one I think I can do. Oh, done. Uh, the film is recognized as being ahead of its time in its demonstration of groundbreaking high-tech sporting equipment, some of which was experimental and twenty years from pub- public use at the time. So I guess a lot of the things that uh, that 
the, the Ivan Drago character is using. Like that punching thing, and you see how hard he punches? Yes. Mm-hmm. They got those at the, at the boardwalk, though. Well, no, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's Soviet technology. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't get it. Sportscaster Stu Nahan makes his fourth appearance in the series as a commentator for the Creed-Drago fight. Warner Wolf replaces Bill Baldwin, who died following the filming of Rocky Three, as commentator uh, for the fight between Rocky and Drago. Commentators Barry Tompkins and Al Bandiero portray themselves as USA Network broadcasters. One of them gets top billing at the end of the movie, too. I don't want to jump ahead. Oh, I didn't notice that, really? One of the commentators gets top billing? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you catch that, Pyramid? Or... No. One of the... It's probably Stu Nahan. Is that who it was? Yeah. He's in all of them, so... Yeah, that's who it was. He got top billing of the movie for for that. Fourth appearance. Fourth one. Yeah, four for four. Fan favorite. Fan fave. <laughs> Everybody's buying up those Stu Nahan action figures. <laughs> yeah. Kids love them. Kids love them. <laughs> He's like fourth most popular. Apollo Creed's wife, Mary Ann... Uh, played by Sylvia Meals, made her second appearance in the series, the first being in Rocky II. Although the character was mainly featured in Rocky II, uh, Stallone's future wife, Bridget Nielsen, appeared as Drago's wife, Ludmilla. I did not catch her name during the movie, and then reading the wiki page to find out... I ever say it. Her name I is Ludmilla. Ludmilla? Yeah, I had to look that up. Is this like her breakout part, too, I guess? I would guess. I mean, she was a model first, right? Uh, and uh, she does all the acting then for all the all the speechifying, all the all the lines for right for Dolph because I guess he didn't speak much English at the time. No, he does. He, he I read. I was reading about that. He he said he did, but he since Apollo was always talking and Clever Lang was talking, this is like the opposite now. He's like stoic and uh, uh, doesn't say much. It was a choice. But apparently, in the director's cut, they cut out Brigitte Nielsen a lot and they replace, they show Drago talking. <laughs> so he cut out his ex. But he, but, she, <laughs> but he did, he did, he did bring her back for Creed too. She's in that. Oh, well, you got, she's kind of main role. And, and, and Dolph Lundgren, he, he used to date Grace Jones, right? Yeah, I think that was a little later, but. It's later? I think. If I'm remembering Grace Jones' boyfriend history right. Uh, <laughs> just trying to, I'm just trying to, I was just getting a vibe. I don't know. I like it. I like it. They're a power couple. All these, all yeah. these giant muscular people. They're the only ones. They're, they're like, the only, like, like, yeah, they're, they're like, they're, they're like Greek gods. They're like, yeah, giant people. They it, fancy themselves that anyway. Right. And then they think like, you know, the who else? You know, Zeus is going to go find another god, you know. Uh, uh, Artemis is going to find another god. That's what these guys are looking for. I'm into it. I like it. Bring it back. (laughs) Bring it back. Bring back super strong power couples in Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, (laughs) who's the Pete Davidson and, and Kim Kardashian? Kim Kardashian. You guys no, need to put on like not, like fifty not pounds of muscle. Muscular enough. I need they need to, to put on fifty pounds of muscle, like they did in the old days. I need more shoulder. <laughs> Where's those traps? 
I'm not into celebrity gossip unless they can bench 235. That's uh, that's where I that's where my attention is focused. Paulie's robot character uh, that through the years has enjoyed a cult following of its own was created by International Robotics Incorporated in New York City. The robot's initial voice was that of the company CEO Robert Dornick. The robot is identified by its engineers as Sicko and is was a member of the Screen Actors Guild. It toured with James Brown in the 1980s, uh, and the robot was written into the movie after it had been used to help treat Stallone's autistic son, Sergei. So do you think they got James Brown to call the robot or the robot to call James Brown to be in the movie? <laughs> they have the same agent. They have the same yeah. agent. <laughs> they toured together. <laughs> he had a share of dressing room with that robot. Yeah. <laughs> that perverted robot. <laughs> the robot had a real bad Coke problem. So he... <laughs> The hardest working robot in show business. People don't know this, but the robot was up for the main part in Moonlighting, but Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs) The robot dabbled in Scientology for a little. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. (laughs) No Thetans in that robot. That's how he got the role. (laughs) Yeah. It's all on who you know. It's kind of weird that the uh, the the, ro- the voice of the robot used to be the CEO Robert Dornick, and then in the movie they replaced it with a female voice and made it talk sexy to Burt Young. That's like that's strange, well, right? A plot if, point. Oh, that he, he didn't. Ever, I mean, he it has a different voice. Paulie changes it. That's my. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no, I understand. Oh, I have a we. I, I I have a lot to say about the robot. I I understand. I understand. What happened? I guess what I'm saying is, is that like as the creator, if I'm like CEO Robert Dornick and I'm like, my robot is in a movie and then they made my robot flirt with Burt Young, I'd be like, <laughs> you've perverted everything I've done. My life's work. This robot is meant to help autistic children. And you you've got to bringing beer to this racist. <laughs> that's like the band who made Goodbye Horses. That's in um, Silence of the Lambs. They're like, yo, our, our song <laughs> is in this movie. I can't wait to see it. Yes, it's just like that. Yes. What? That. What? Here it comes. It's like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, our robot's in the movie. I can't wait to see it. Oh, what did Paulie do? He has sex with it. Uh, I mean, I. Well, uh, Joanna said it first. To, uh, Joanna told me specifically but, not to say that, so I'm glad you broke the ice, Zito. I wrote it down. I wrote it down three times in my notes. Paulie no all way. but admits it. One hundred percent. He all but admits it. It's textual. He calls he calls the robot his girlfriend, and that's fine if you're robosexual. I'm not. I'm not saying anything like whatever. Some people, you know, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. Robots. That might but be that's what's that's what's going on in this movie. There's like so this whole so other open-minded. thing that's going are... on. I'm very open minded. <laughs> people. Lots of people are in love with their phones, and uh, I don't think this is that far off from that. And I just think that the movie is saying something. The movie is taking a, a, a real stand here. It's a first of its kind. Rocky Four pro robot sex. Yeah, I dabbled in <laughs> robot. <laughs> you experimented in college. I experimented in, in robo roboality. <laughs> Can't even say. Hey man, Temple University. What a time. 
Everybody's dated a robot for a little bit. Everybody dated a robot in college. <laughs> the Soviet premiere in the skybox during the Rocky Drago match played by David Lloyd Austin strongly resembles contemporary Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev. Austin later played Gorbachev in The Naked Gun. So uh, he, he got typecast. It's like the guy who plays Saddam Hussein. Or he's got to play Gorbachev. I... <laughs> You know, this is like the, the like the Soviet Union is like falling apart, and this is just like dancing on its grave, or it's oh, it's yes, to be great, yes, you know, it's like pushing it over. It's and in a way, it's uh, yes, in a way, it's taking credit for pushing it over. Like we did it, guys. Like Rocky and Bullwinkle didn't <laughs> lead the way. <laughs> the real Rocky. The real Rocky. The real. The real. The original Soviet. Rocky. Who Rocky Balboa is named after? Most people don't know that. They think it's Rocky Marciano, yeah. but it's really that little squirrel. No, Fl- flying squirrel. That flying squirrel that could. Okay, this is probably as good a spot as any to start going through the movie. In previous uh, versions of this, uh, we had Beerman take us through be- beat by beat. Um, uh, we're gonna do that here today. Uh, so Beerman, take it away. The film opens. It doesn't have the scrolling logo like the other ones. It has. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, a USA glove and a USSR glove, and they and they hit each other and explode. Question, production question: What are those gloves? Like, I ask the same thing. Are they animated? Is it early CGI? There's like a like a texture to the to the there's hammer and sickle and what's the American one have like a like a star or an eagle? Like it's just like stars and stripes. Stars and stripes. Like there's like a stick. Like it's kind of like <laughs> what's, what's our flag? No, no, no. Like, like what's the like what's like the like there's like a thing that like I don't know, like a three dimensional. T- Shut up. I know American. <laughs> it's orange, green, and <laughs> those polka dots. It's got a bell on it. It's got polka dots on it. Yeah. No, like no, I can't remember what the, like the, there's like a there's like a textual element to it, and they're not real. Boxing gloves. That's what I mean. They there's like a weirdness to them, and I almost feel like we were saying earlier. There's this is like telling you right off the bat that this is like a surreal film. I agree. I agree. I wrote the same thing and down. I, I feel like that's the even whatever they just however they made that. I just feel like that's that's the impression they're trying to let you know. By breaking with form, by not having the word Rocky scroll across the opening screen like that, and have a static image of, of uh, you know Jesus or the belt. Uh, in the background, they're making a statement. This is not like the other three Rocky movies. This is something else. Mm-hmm. So it's a montage of the Clubber Lang fight, and while Eye of the Tiger is playing, and it sounds like uh, every movie it, opens it sounds like with the a last recording or something. You think it's a new version of it? I didn't notice that. I don't know. It sounded like well, we on the last episode we talked about how the version that was in the movie was actually a demo version, and the version that was released yeah, maybe, on the maybe album they used the album version oh sure so then uh so yeah clever lang if you didn't if you didn't listen to our third one he beats clever lang barely <laughs> should have clever lang got a rematch i dude i clever lang's missed did, definitely missing from this movie i mean i think yeah i think clever lang should be in this movie yeah uh, even if even even if Apparently, to mention there was a Richard was probably too big of a star at this point he's probably like no nah, i'm good there's an early an early version of the script had uh, him being a born again Christian, and he was going to be a commentator on the weird the uh, Apollo fight. But did he find yeah, Jesus in that time? Like IRL? I don't know. I think he. I think he. I think he has though. That feels like a swerve. 
So then they show the Apollo Rocky fight from the last movie where they they about to hit each other and then it it freeze framed instead of turning it doesn't turn into a painting. In fact, there's no paintings at all in this movie. I know a painting count that. way down. But there, and I saw actually I noticed there was an illustrator in the crew, and I actually wonder what their uh, their contribution was. Maybe the Drago's flag. I don't know. They might it might have just did um storyboards too, but. I saw it in the crew. I thought it was interesting. So Rocky comes home in his, I think it's a Ferrari. He's wearing like a newsboy hat. Like it's huge too. It's like, it's <laughs> way bigger than his head. And uh, Rocky Jr.'s filling him. He says, where'd you get that hat? And he, my friend gave it to me. Where'd you get that black eye? It's the same friend. So I guess this is right after the Apollo fight. Moments later. I want to stop and talk about that because if it is, it, it, they, they try and have their cake and eat it too here. It's implied that it's right after that. But the kid is... The kid is older. It's he's five years older than he was in the last yeah. movie, and they're saying yes. Apollo. They're saying Apollo has been retired for five years. So has Apollo? You know, I mean, it was three years. You since expect the, me to believe? I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're having their cake and eating it too. If you choose to believe that he just came directly from the fight with Apollo that night, then you can believe that. If you want to believe that five years have gone by and they're still training together and hanging out at that gym and they have some kind of like relationship, you can believe that. Maybe too. it's another. Maybe maybe they spar all the time and it's five years later and they're still, you know, maybe it wasn't from that last moment. Also, at the same time, why are they so like? on their like their continuity and their and their like lore of their universe and then sometimes they just don't care i think a lot of it has to do with the age of the kid it's rocky's if i'm not mistaken it's stallone's actual son playing his son over the course of these movies no no the in the fifth in the fifth one it's him this is a kid and this kid's name is rocky by the way in real life yeah. Then this makes no sense. It's so it's so arbitrary what they decide to pay attention to in the lore and not. Okay, all right, just continue. Rocky's kid is like eight years old here, but all right. Well, by the end, well, the, the, what, <laughs> in the next one, he 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 grows another eight years in that weekend. Yeah, that you're Rocky's right. Away. I know. He's on There's steroids some time too. Travel shit. He he's like he's on steroids. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes only Rocky can hear the music. So <laughs> he found Rocky's stash. <laughs> Rocky stash. It's Paulie's birthday and Rocky's late and he uh, Paulie's sitting there waiting for him. And Rocky is so excited to give Paulie his present. He's sweating. He's like, <laughs> I'm so excited. How much do you think that robot was supposed to cost? Oh, God, I don't even know. I mean, like it's a fucking robot that it, it's it's a it, it takes it's care of like, his child while they're all out of the country. Yes. Like there's a the good during the charge. Soviet Union, there's a chance they might not even come back and they trust this robot to raise their kid. I'm saying it was expensive. That's how good this robot is. Along with the neighbor's kids. They were like they were like, hey, we're going to Russia to f- fight communism. <laughs> the robot's gonna watch you. Sicko the robot's gonna watch you, Paulie's girlfriend. And in the meantime, <laughs> you can have a few friends over. Just a few, no parties. Just a few. Yeah. But on on Christmas Eve, you can have a few friends. <laughs> Uh, so the robot wheels in a cake and it says happy birthday Polly and uh it, there's like weird sci-fi music. I wrote down this franchise is off the rails. Like it, immediately like this like this is not the same movie as this is not the same kind of movie as the other ones. It's like it's a sci-fi movie. It has it's it a is. sci-fi. It is. It's a superhero the robots movie. It's so much more than I remembered. 
Yes. Like I was like, oh, it's the birthday thing. And it's like, it's like in so many scenes. It's, it kind of blew my mind. Beyond. I, yeah. The, I, I wonder what like Talia Shire was like when they, she got the script. It's like, oh, there's a robot in this movie. The robot has more lines than Talia Shire. She had to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, right. Joanna, also input from Joanna, that Rocky's character and Adrian's characters are not the same characters as they were in, in the earlier movies. And they don't no, have... No, their motivations do not carry through anymore. Paulie says, I wanted a sports car for my birthday and not no walking trash can. That thing probably costs as much know. as a car. I mean, Rocky's got a Lamborghini. I mean, he can afford it. It's artificial yeah, intelligence. It's one of a kind. I... And they they got it pushing around birthday yeah. cakes. When they were making this movie, do you think at some point they were like, "So what happens next? Rocky goes to space, right? I mean, we have a robot. We might as well just take it to space after this." When do you think the Balboa stopped using the robot? Like, when did it stop working? Do you think? Like, do you <laughs> they, think like 1992? Uh, well, they were like, "This thing is broken." They no, they found out what Paulie was doing to it, and then we're like, "We're we're, we're getting rid of this." We're getting rid. Of- <laughs> it's an abomination. It's disgusting. When they lost their money and they have to move and they get poor again, I would have loved to have seen the robot go back to South Philly with them. They have to, they, they got to junk it. They it's like, it. I, yeah. guys like, ah, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it, but that's all I can do. No, I want to see it. I want to see it in the corner in a, in a Eagle starters jacket and work, work, working <laughs> with uh, Frank, Frank Stallone, uh, singing songs around a fire drum. It's over. It's oh, over a, a barrel. Damn. Z, that's hard as luck. Uh, that's poor a poor robot. robot. That's good. That's a good movie. Uh, you know, it's a good. That's that's a spinoff. I said about it, ben, then it's about that the robots come back, and I guess that's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so in the director's cut that Stallone made, he cut out the robot completely. Boo! Which uh, I don't. He's cutting out his ex. He's cutting out the robot. I think it's sad. I think when any director goes back and re-edits their movies, it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm no. I don't not. I'm not looking forward to seeing it. I've seen it. Uh, so, uh, Paulie, the cake is Paulie. It's got like a, it's got like a cigar and he blows, uh, he's blowing out the candles and Rocky Jr. Blasts him with whipped cream. The robot says he'll clean it up. Don't you think that that whipped cream was going to cause a fire? Like the air shooting out of it would cause like make that, uh, oh, the candle like shoot a fire. Right. Oh, jeez. I know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like, I don't try this at home kids. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's CO2. I think it's okay. I think aerosol oh, it's is okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, I think I think so. I don't know. I don't whipped cream. Let's let's pause for a MythBusters. Let's, let's go figure let's, this out. Let's pause for a MythBusters. Let's. No, we don't got time for. All right, all right, fine, fine. Oh uh, wait, unless you bring me whipped cream, we don't have time. There's a lot of decadence here in Rocky's life. He's buying robots and watches. He's they're having whipped cream fights. These are he's miles and miles and miles Wasting away whipped from cream. the first Rocky movie. Yeah, they're rich now, rich. and they look. If bad. I was rich, I would I would probably spray you both with whipped cream. <laughs> Just because I feel like it. Yeah. And their house, as I'm saying, remains Italian Graceland. Huge and tacky. Maybe it's in South Jersey. It's in South Jersey. It's not. So many chandeliers. (laughs) Rocky goes into Adrian's room and he has a cake for their anniversary and he gives her a watch. And they look, uh, they're noticeably. That watch is weird. They're noticeably older now. Like, uh. Like they they look like kids in the first one, and now they're just like adults that have seen some shit. They uh they mention in their conversation that they've been together nine years. They yeah. aged a lot in those nine years. A lot of fighting. Yeah, and it's it's a hard hard life. Rocky tells Adrian, "You're never getting rid of me." 
Then it cuts to a Sports Illustrated cover of Ivan Drago. He's getting off the plane in America. There's a huge crowd of reporters. And it cuts to Apollo Creed in his pool, and he's playing with his dogs. And he's watching TV, and they, they make a point to show an entire church's fried chicken commercial. And they're <laughs> advertising their n- new catfish. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And then I was looking up, and at the time, you could buy... Uh, Rocky Four T-shirts for two ninety nine at, at churches. So. Oh, it was a tie-in. It was a tie-in. That's, so That's great. I thought it was weird that like, he was watching TV while in the pool. These another one. When you're rich, you can do you can do whatever. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, you. And he they just play with his dogs. I do respect. I do respect that. If I was rich, I would have three Labradors and a po- and a TV by the pool. Yeah, absolutely. When time to go to work, just throw the ball around. So they're interviewing uh, Ivan Drago. They say his wife is a double gold medalist in swimming, and he's captain Ivan Drago. He's an und- undefeated amateur heavyweight, and they're coming here as an ambassador of goodwill. It's like the uh, Red Army. Mexico. It's like part of their military. He's a captain, though. Yeah. This is no joke. He's an ambassador of goodwill who's going to come around and beat up all the American fighters. Yeah. He wants a exhibition with Rocky and the— the someone says you make it sound like he's indestructible and the guy says he is uh the guy's name's nikolai he's like his like he works for the government but he's kind of not his trainer because he doesn't train him in boxing but he's 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 the soviet don king he's the he's the hype man he's the soviet don king (laughs) he has a lot of hype he has a lot of he has a lot of cool turn of phrases yeah he's that guy in this movie and they say his nickname is the Siberian Express. Which is I didn't weak, catch that. To be honest. That's yeah. Ivan Drago's nickname, the Siberian Express. Yeah. Well, he has an, and later on he has a different nickname. So, uh, and Apollo is very mad about this. I, I said, I, it just like it just pisses him off that the Russians even have a boxing program. It, like it gets under his skin, unlike anything else. I like he's. He's got more fire in him than like in, you've ever seen Apollo Creed. I, I was I think there's a couple of things going on here. First of all, the uh, the 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 Russian boxer comes to the United States and he says he wants to fight Rocky. He doesn't say he wants to fight Apollo. So Apollo's pissed about that. Uh, Apollo's pissed because the Russian uh, called out Rocky. He said he wants to fight Rocky, not Apollo. So he's feeling like passed over to begin with. And second of all. Apollo's whole thing is the uh, the American champion, the champion USA of America, shit, the right. USA. He's got Why the American flag him? boxers. Yeah, and he he comes out dressed as George Washington in the first movie. The bicentennial was his big fight. So, like, as a representation or a representative of America, he's being passed over in that regard too. Well, so if we're going by Creed, uh, during this time he was like, like having an affair so is he having like a midlife crisis during this and that's why Absolutely. he wants to come back he looks like the yeah. happiest person i've ever seen in my life when he's playing with his three dogs in his swimming pool maybe that's yeah, my dream like i don't know but like that looks like that's that's it what else is there <laughs> seething under the surface you're right trove but he is just seething under mm-hmm. the surface he just he needs more he wants it back he goes after this he goes and hangs out with rocky and they watch the old fight i don't want to get too far ahead of beerman but they watch the old fight and he's like, oh, to be young again and all that stuff. He wants he wants it back. He wants to do it one more time, you know? That's what this is all about, one more time. You know, sadness leads to anger. That's what Jedi say. Very sad. Uh, so Rocky, Rocky's cleaning his car. He's wearing, like, uh, 
an Italian, uh, it's like a black tracksuit with the Italian colors. It's like an Adidas. Is it? It is. It is. Um, fly. If you're Italian, you want this outfit. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, maybe in the '80s, every everybody in South Philly had these. They used to give them out at Ellis Island, and that's uh... <laughs> the Adidas's, the the tracksuit, the Lamborghini. Uh, so he he's talking to Rocky Jr. and he tells him he doesn't want him fighting like him, uh, which kind of comes back in the next one, but. Apollo calls the phone and the robot says, you can answer it on me. And like, so he picks up the phone on the robot and is talking to Apollo. Apollo says he's coming over. Then it cuts to Ivan Drago. He's at like the training is like high tech training quarters. Uh, and the guy Nikolai says it makes a human making a human into a superhuman. And we wish to educate your country on body chemistry. And someone, someone straight up asked him there, like, is he on steroids? Because in the there was a big thing in the eighties about the Olympians, Russia from Russia on steroids. There still is. They got like it's ongoing. <laughs> yeah, Dude, the, the Russians have been cheating at the Olympics for so long. It's like our entire lives. Yeah, yeah, long. Like <laughs> Ludvella's his wife says he's like your Popeye. He eats his spinach every day, and everyone laughs. And that's how they get around that he's clearly on steroids. Jokes. Uh, they say a normal heavyweight applies 700 pounds of pressure per square inch, but he punches he punches this thing, and it's 1850. And the guy says, whatever he hits, he destroys. Whatever he hits, he destroys. It's great. All these lines are so good. Not for nothing. The, the, all the, everything a Russian person says in this movie is quotable. <laughs> yeah. Great lines. Great lines. Apollo says he's talking to Rocky. He says he knows he can beat Drago because he's clumsy, but he's strong. He's strong, but he's clumsy. So they're they're asking him why, and the robot walks in, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's so awkward. They don't need the robot he, for these scenes. <laughs> they, they, they don't need a robot in this movie. But <laughs> the, the, uh, so then Paulie is like, "That's my girl," and she the robot gives him a beer. Now it has. He calls it honey. It has a hot girl voice now. And he's like, she loves me. It's He's fucking this robot. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Not even Let's talk about it more. I think, uh, I think he even <laughs> says to Apollo, you don't understand what we have. Apollo's like so not into it, too. Yeah, he's just like, why is there a fucking robot here? Yeah, that I, I believe that was probably Carl Weathers actual response to that robot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just like, why is why? Why is there a robot in this movie? Uh, and if there's going to be a robot in the movie, why aren't they fighting it? You know what I mean? Like, that's also, that's good cinema. Yes, you know, that is a, gr- yes, yes. Lasers. Pew-pew. Can't Damn. punch a laser. If you're going to elevate Rocky to superhero status like this, then I think, uh, you know, a robot villain isn't outside, uh, isn't, isn't out of the question. Uh, Adrian says, talking to Apollo, she says he's been retired for, five years and she's like how much can more can he take and she's talking to both she's like both of you Adrian says the same stuff in every episode you know because like but she's I mean, like she's the right voice of reason. but like she's the voice of reason and rocky's just like doesn't listen to her at all and, and it's like you're three movies de- four movies deep it's like no rocky you should have quit boxing four movies ago because you you were doing terrible you don't even know you can't remember the, your own combinations your lock yeah. Like, you just got beat up by Mr. T, Apollo Creed twice. 
you know, like thunder, thunder lips, thunder don't lips, even... thunder lips. I mean, I know there's even fights that he won, but there's still fights, you know. Yeah, that are in between there. I'm not. Adrian probably spends a lot of her time re-explaining things to Rocky at this point. That's really she sad. Says, That's really sad. She repeats herself a lot, not just on camera in the movies. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's only like a couple months in the if we're going by the fifth one being like a couple months after this they tell him he can't fight anymore because he has brain damage so he definitely had it here maybe they keep saying five years but it's not or maybe we're lost in rocky's time uh time for uh, measurements of time Rocky is the unreliable narrator because of his his mental pro his brain injuries, and so five years, nine years is the kid this old when this happened or that old when that happened? Did we even have a robot? <laughs> or even more of uh, a jump cut through time via Eisenstein. Right, right, and he gets mm-hmm. he just gets older over the course of these jump cuts. Yeah, yeah, and then he becomes the robot. Boom! That's Kubrick. That's robot. that's that's. That's intelligent right there. Hollywood, if you're listening, let's recut it to put more of the robot in it. Honestly, if the so reissue doesn't have robots. more robot, I don't know what he was doing. It should have more robot, yeah. It has less robot. More. There's no robot at all. Pitiful. Pitiful. So Paulie is reading dirty comics, and he's like, you ever try these comics? And Apollo was like, no. He's like, it keeps your fertility. And Rocky's like, Paulie, like, why do you got to do this? Like, and... So, wait, so what dirty comics did Paulie have? I don't know, but he like met, he mentions them later in in when they go to Russia. He's like, I don't got my comics. He's like, like <laughs> he's beside himself about is these it, new, these Tijuana Bibles. Vampirella, yeah, it might be Vampirella. <laughs> so I wrote again for the second or third time in my notes. He's fucking this robot. Okay, and that's fine. That's fine. And he's talking about fertility. I guess he or the robot is trying to get pregnant. There's definitely there's trying they're trying to reproduce. They're not just having sex. Before he leaves, he says he's gonna get the robot's the tubes tied. He says he's gonna get her wires tied instead of her tubes tied. So you might be onto something there. Wow, there's a wow. whole subplot going on here. If you just pull apart Paulie's lines, subplot. it's like that movie Ex Machina. <laughs> but with some drunk from South Philly who falls in love with a speaking spell. <laughs> so they're watching the fir- video of the first fight, and Rocky's kind of telling him, like, you know, like, he's like. Why would he put that on? Well, pa- I think why Apollo. Why would he put on, like, something else? On. Like, Apollo wh- wanted to watch it. Why? Who would, like, hey, let's watch that time that you beat me up. Well, the first fight they fought, they fought to a draw, and so like that might be something they're like bonding over. But they literally do put on the first Rocky movie. It's not like it's not like alternative cuts or anything. They just put on let's Rocky. Watch Ro- on they're like, let's watch Rocky one. Let's just watch yeah. Rocky one on beta. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely just the movie. They're just watching the movie. I know we're not boxers, but I would never be like Zito. Come over to my house and let's watch a a, a video of us fist fighting. <laughs> 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 you record at that time. You sucker punched me, and it's just like, come yeah. on over, take a t- come watch the Let's watch it again. As when I hit you with a wrench, ra- boom! Like, you didn't even see it coming. When I throw a wrench at you, <laughs> vice grips, right? Right. After. I don't know. They're looking. They're looking at themselves, and they're being. <laughs> Catch this. 
I don't know. Uh, I just say it. I don't know, but we don't have that kind of relationship. We don't like. They're reliving their glory days. It'd be the same, I guess, if we were looking at photos of us opening the shop or something. I don't know. I guess it's. I guess they like the pain. I. I. I would not look on those moments fondly, but they do. And then I guess if you go through something like that with somebody, if that's your competitor or your 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 enemy in the ring, your comrade in arms outside of the ring, you know nobody else can know what you went through other than another champ. Uh, you know, like Rocky being on top and then losing it to uh, Clever Lang. Nobody gets that as as well as should Apollo we fist fight? That. <laughs> no, that's Fight Club. We're not. We won't do it. Should we slap fight? <laughs> you won't do it. <laughs> should we? Should we thumb wrestle? Let's 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 uh <laughs> let's chicken fight in the pool. Call it even. Chicken fight. All right, you get on my shoulders. All right. <laughs> teamwork. Well, teamwork. I will beat any kid at 18th and Johnson. <laughs> That's the challenge. <laughs> we'll see you there May first. Boys Day. <laughs> Boys Day. <laughs> So Rocky's kind of telling him like they're not the fighters they used to be, even though he's still in. And Apollo, but he's the, like, well, he's the champ at this yeah, point. He's every he champ of the he's world. Like, it's easy for you to say you're on top. Uh, and he goes on a he goes on this monologue about how he can't be born again. He's they're warriors. You can't turn it off when there's no war. And if, if there's no war, he might as well be dead. And he says, as a friend, will you stand by my side? And it's kind of like when Rocky uh, asked Mickey to be by his side in the third one. Of course, Mickey dies. And fucking Apollo's about to die. Yeah. So this is a bad idea both times. Judas kiss. And they do the manly handshake from Predator, which didn't come out yet, but they do like the where they they grab fists and and. Do you think that's Carl oh, Weathers' yeah. thing? Because he's in Predator too. Maybe. I mean, this is and how he shakes man. hands. He just shakes hands generally. Like a gladiator. No one has no one has the nerve to tell him it's not the correct way he shakes. <laughs> It's the coolest one. Everyone's, the everyone's afraid to. Everyone's afraid to. I'm afraid to. Apollo. So that it cuts to uh, they're having a press conference with for the Apollo Drago fight, and Apollo says he's going to show him American boxing, and he's like definitely playing. He's loving Apollo. This. He's playing it Apollo up. is like definitely like aggressive, and then being like, "What? I'm sorry." <laughs> well, they say they say like a- after the thing, he asked Rocky, "He's like, did I do good?" Like he was playing it up the whole time, just to like. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's a pro. He's a pro. You're right. You're right. He's definitely playing for the cameras, but he's like, do I still got it? There's like, he's got nerves about it. He's not, he's still finding his footing. He says he wants to show Russia they don't have all the best ass, best athletes. He said, I've, I've retired more men than Social Security, which is a great line. <laughs> uh, and they say he can't win. And, and the guy, Nikolai Koloff, not Nikolai Volkov, the wrestler. He says that he, he, he this man is a has been. He says, he doesn't say has been. Has been said he's the aggressor, and uh, the, against uh, Drago. I guess this is supposed to mirror the America USSR relations at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he says you can't win, and they and they they have a pull apart in all this, and and that's when Apollo asks Rocky, "How do I do?" He says, "A little loud for my taste." He's like, "But good, right?" So then it cuts right. This movie like zips along. It goes right to Las Vegas. They're at the Grand Hotel. It's their fight. Yeah, there's no fat on the bones. It's the fight. It says, like, uh, uh, Apollo Creed versus Ivan Drago, but above that is Wayne Newton. Like, Wayne, New- Wayne Newton is the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It's still Vegas. Oh, everything's under Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton's always on top. Top billing. And the announcers say it's East meets West, age beats AIDS versus youth. And uh, Rocky's. <laughs> this part is. This is like so stupid. So they're in the back, and Apollo's like he's pumped up. He's like, I feel like I I could eat nails. And Rocky's like, oh, I never eat them. I see them in the garden. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, snails. And he's like, no. So that's like, that's the only time Rocky that is That is like, like a stupid. moment of Rocky, of like true Rocky. Yeah, definitely. That's the, And there's not enough of that. Yeah. I think they only squeezed that one in. That's the only one I can think of. And so he's literally tapping up his fist, and he's like, you know what? You haven't fought in five years. Maybe you should postpone the fight. Motherfucker. We're, we're like, you waited, <laughs> right, you waited 10 minutes Rocky. before the fight to bring this up. He's getting in his head for no reason. He's, yeah. He's like, wait a second, I just realized. Don't do this. Yeah, like, dude. So Apollo says if he doesn't fight him, someone else will jump in and do it. And Apollo is like, like so mad. He's just like so pissed off. Yeah, he's like, it's us versus them. He hates he hates Russia. He hates Russia. He's looking yeah. for a reason to be mad. He 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 needs some kind of motivation because oh, yes. he doesn't have the fire in Yo, his belly. I'm sorry to interrupt this too. We watched that that documentary about the hockey uh, organization in Russia, like when they fell apart, and you know, these are like the years that the Russian sports programs actually weren't hot. Is like the mid '80s. This is when they're like can't afford to turn the lights on, and like, oh, wow. uh, right, like it's right. kind of like, you know, the '70s is definitely different than the than the mid '80s when this movie was came out. Uh, this is kind of like the very end of it. It, it right. This the Russians. We're doing this sort of thing from like the '60s or whatever, and uh, I don't know. It's just kind of no. This it, is pure it really propaganda. Is the end of it. This is this is pure propaganda. You're right. They're uh, like they're they? like, yeah. oh, look how tough the Russians are. The Russians they have the best technology, and they're they're going, like the they're, worst they're, at this point. Yeah, but they're at the worst they've ever been. Yeah, economically they are they're they're struggling, and their their athletes can't afford they're to not go on these, huge these international. Programs. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, right, so uh, so the movie does quite a bit of elevating of the Russians uh, as a as a threat. Even uh, even making Drago silent, like we were talking about earlier, is so Darth Vader. You know what I mean? He only says a couple of things, and they're all intimidating in a in a scary voice, and they're just quotable lines, quotable evil lines. So the Apollo says, "You don't know what I'm talking about now, but you will when it's over." And I guess he does. Uh, the music, so Bill Conti didn't do the music like the other ones. It's Vince DiCola, and it's very synth-heavy, and there's, like, industrial sounds. It's it's very 80s. Like, I like now it. Is like 80s production. Yeah, it's, like, so 80s. And it fits the movie. Ludmilla goes to uh, Apollo's wife, Marianne, and she says she hopes we can be friends after. And they're not enemies, just athletes. And she's, like, kind of weirded out by that. And so on Ivan Drago is like in the ring and then the ceiling opens up <laughs> <laughs> and the ring floats to the top and motherfucking James Brown, the godfather of soul, is performing uh, living in America. This is one of the best parts of the movie, honestly. Oh, absolutely. yeah. All the, all the dancers. And yeah. Yeah. And like Ivan Drago is just like, what the fuck is going on? Like he's never seen such like. Like excess, uh, 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 excess, yes. and we yeah. haven't either. Yeah, <laughs> and and like there's a giant golden bowl, and uh, <laughs> Apollo comes down on it, and he's got the he's dressed like Uncle Sam, and 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 James Brown is yelling at him. He's yelling the word America at him. James Brown is yelling oh, yeah. at this guy, America. America, America, and he's naming every city. Yeah, yeah, 
Every city. They're all coming for you. Yeah, every city. We're coming. So Paulie, Rocky, and Duke, his his trainer, they all have red. Each one has one has red, one has white, and one has a blue Hugo Boss sweatshirt. Yeah, they look so fresh. It's the best they ever look. Absolutely. That's what we should wear for our next for our next office photo. Mm-hmm. We should wear mm-hmm. we should wear red, white, that, and blue those, hood, boss hoodies. We gotta get, we boss. Gotta yeah. get those. Mm-hmm. Very boss. And Apollo says, uh, "I feel like I've been born again because he's gonna die in five minutes." He, so he really says that, that a home. couple times. He says that phrase a couple times. And that's foreshadowing. Also, like he's blowing himself up, fucking doing dances before. Like he's got to fight. Like you got to save your energy, dude. I think being five years of not boxing of out of boxing shape you, you'd be really out of shape yeah in boxing world but, you know what i mean you need like a year to carl get weathers is like in ridiculous shape no i know he is but like people who even box like when they're out of boxing for like years they never like, oh yeah you need to get back up to your boxing fit you know yeah also so much of these movies has been about endurance and going the distance and so like whether or not boxing works in that reality the way it works in this reality each of these boxers has to be ready to go 15 rounds at the drop of a hat in order to secure a win and like the implication of him being out for five years is that he just doesn't have it in the tank to go that the the distance again all right well how did how did it turn out for apollo I have a quick uh, error. So uh, the the announcer that I said died after the third one is in this. So he did not die, and I looked it up. He lived till 2012. So I, oh, well, well some somebody died. Somebody died. It was someone did die, but it wasn't this guy. What a one of the announcers did die and was replaced in this movie. And the guy with the mustache is back. Yeah, that's the guy I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, so they announced Rocky's there, and there's a big, huge pop for Rocky. And the announcer says he's listing all of Apollo's nicknames. The Dancing Destroyer, the King of Sting, and this one cracked me up. The Count of Monte Fisto. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that That's is great. awesome. The Master of Disaster, Apollo Creed. The crowd goes nuts. Uh, the announcers say Dra- Drago won a gold medal for boxing, and they call him the Siberian Bull, which I thought it was the Siberian Express. Now it's the Siberian Bull. So Apollo saying, I want you like Uncle Sam. And he, he goes to bump gloves, and Apollo's, or Drago's gloves do not move. And, uh, Too strong. Apollo's, Apollo's noticeably scared about this. And Drago yeah. says his, his, his first words, he says, you, you will lose. So the fight starts, and Apollo dancing around. He's, like, jabbing them, but they're doing nothing. And Drago's not even blocking. He's just, like, eating these punches. And then he just starts wailing on Apollo, and the sound effects are like this—it's disgusting. Like he's just getting murdered. And Apollo's bloodied up in the first round, and Drago punches him after the first round bell, which should be. Th- th- there's a lot of bad uh, officiating throughout this movie, because that should have been some points off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or at least yeah. you're not allowed—you're not allowed to do that. So Duke screams at the trainers. He's like, what are you doing? This is an exhibition. And uh, Drago shakes his head at Rocky like he's just like. And so like Apollo's like, he's already he this fight's done already. Like he just gets creamed. And Rocky's telling him you got to stop it. And Apollo's like, promise you, you won't stop it. He, he tells him like multiple times. The crowd's chanting for him. And he raises his glove to his wife who's in the crowd. And Apollo just continues to just get pummeled and she's like yelling stop the fight the ref tries to stop it 
and Ivan Drago throws him away from him, and then is just continue like the fight's o like the fight's over at this point, like the or the like, and he's just like killing him. So Duke begs Rocky to throw in the towel, and he goes to, but he can't do it. And then Drago hits him with the right hand, and then at the same time as Apollo falling to the ground, Rocky drops the towel, and it's it's assumed that. Apollo died there, or is dying at least. Yeah, it, it uh, broke his neck, or 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 broke his brain. Something happened in that moment because he hits the ground and then he start he twitches once or twice. Rocky runs over and cradles him, and he dies. He doesn't even get. I don't think he gets the last word, does he? No, I don't think so. Do you think he would really die? What yeah. do you mean? You didn't see yeah. it happen on on camera, so. No, I mean like it's like I mean why would he just get knocked out? Like why would he just. I think the Russian was intention. I think the Russian intentionally killed Apollo because he wanted to fight Rocky, and he realized uh, seeing Rocky there and Rocky denying him the fight earlier that uh, if he made the guy mad enough, if he gave him a reason to fight him, that he would. Uh, because this is an exhibition match, it doesn't count for anything. It's just for pride or whatever. And Rocky has everything yeah, to lose and nothing to gain for an e- with an exhibition match like this. I don't. I, I don't think he meant to kill Apollo. I he do. Just- <laughs> But he was just doing his. He was doing what he does. He fights people. He had already won the fight, like you said. He throws the referee off, and then he pounds him. Yeah, that's he hits true. him like two he or three more did. times, and to really make the point. And the you know Eisenstein, the editing time slows down in the edit, uh, so you see all of these things that are happening at once. It cuts between them, and it's like the referee calling off the fight. The Apollo hits, or rather, uh, uh, Drago hits Apollo. Rocky was seeing it. The wife screaming, no, stop. Tony Duke throwing the tail. And then, like, but all of these things are happening at once, and it cuts between them three times, and uh, and then Apollo's dead. So in reality, that happens in a split second. He gets hit one, two, three, and the third one breaks his neck or, or, or whatever it does. So Drago says, I cannot be defeated. I defeat all man. Soon I defeat real champion. And he also says, doesn't seem remorseful about it either. Like you'd think if he was no, like, "Oh no, no says, I'm he sorry." Said, he straight up says, "If he dies, he dies." Yep. Because he's super evil. This super evil Russian. And Apollo, oh, those Russians! Apollo dies in Rocky's arms, and he stares at Drago. I know, <laughs> and it's like um, it's like the the <laughs> the Blessed Mother and Jesus. Yep, right? it really is. He <laughs> spotlight on them. <laughs> So it cuts to Apollo's funeral, and Rocky's giving a speech, and he talks about how Apollo lived. He, he uh, talks about what he stood for, and how he lived for it, and he died for it, and he always did things like he wanted. I didn't understand that now, but now I do. And he lays the uh, the belt at his grave, and they literally they make. There's no, like, they don't give you a breath at all. It cuts to the Rocky and Drago, like, press conference. I mean, it's like, they don't there's they don't give you, like, a second to, like, like he just died. No, you don't see Rocky being depressed or anything. Like, you know, you don't see Rocky go back to the old neighborhood, talk to the priest. You don't see Rocky remember their fight together. You don't get any of that. You don't get a minute for it. They squeeze it into the montage. Yeah, it's, like, super rough. So they're, they're showing all the magazine covers of Rocky and Drago, and they're at the press conference. I also yeah. want to go back to Surreal for a jumps what, of time. What? <laughs> when Rocky's in the ring and he's holding Apollo and all the media is, like, gathered around them and no one is coming to help Apollo, the way the camera f- kind of frames the media and the way the top-down lighting works, they look ghoulish. They look like vampires and, like, they're— Really? No one's help- I— 
I think they look like 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 I'm saying like like the Blessed Mother holding dead Jesus off the cross. It's it's so it's so. I think the like, media. I think the media looks that way. Uh, not uh, not Rocky and. Yeah, I think he's trying to make the media look that way. And then yeah. the way that, and then in the press conference that Bierman's talking about now with um, Ivan Drago and Rocky, the media is jeering and laughing at uh, Drago's wife when she talks about fearing for her life. They're like, "Oh, come on, get out of here! Can you believe this lady?" Oh, yeah. Like, and they they have no sympathy for her at all. Like, uh, whether or not you believe Drago did it on purpose, because they're fat capitalist pigs. <laughs> there is definitely the, in the same way that the third movie was about like Stallone dealing with like, well, now I've made it. And what does it mean to have the fire in my belly now that I've made it? A lot of this movie is even not a lot of this movie, but some of this movie is about how he perceives himself being seen and how he's seen and how he sees the people seeing him. If that makes sense. There's a lot of media commentary in this one. I don't know. He's got that Lamborghini. <laughs> it's a pretty hot Lamborghini. Pretty hot Lamborghini. <laughs> So Rocky says he's not doing it for money, and Paulie's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "It's not about money," it's, but still, like, well, you're not making any money off this. I mean, he's just a mega celebrity, which is, which is also which doesn't make sense why Rocky Two happened, but uh, he just like can live off his endorsements, and I don't know. He, and why isn't he fighting an American fighter for money? Like he's just a he's just heavyweight champion forever. Yeah, I also am the Rocky's status in this movie is vague. Is he the champ? Did he retire as the champ? There they say this isn't for a belt or anything like that, but I guess the implication is that Rocky still has the belt. Yeah, he's still champ here, but then apparently he gets stripped for doing this fight, but they don't show that in the movie. It was a cut scene. Mm-hmm. Uh so he never loses the belt in 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 the ring, but he loses the the championship title by participating in this revenge match. USA, some things are more important than the belt. So they had the press conference, and Paulie's like, "We're violent. We don't keep our people behind a wall at machine." Guns. Why is Paulie at the press conference? Yeah, I don't know. He, he's always at them, though. <laughs> he is he's always at, the at them. <laughs> but I don't know if I want uh, Paulie being uh, representative of the country. But he might actually be a great representative for the. I don't know. Not, we we all have a friend like that, and you know, you just like don't invite them to the press conference. He is representative of America, but you, you don't want to send him like... as a representative of America. No, yeah. no. Adrian pulls up to her house, and and they're like, "Why are you fighting? Why is your husband fighting in Russia?" And she's like, "I don't know. No, I don't know what you're talking about." She has no idea because Rocky doesn't fill her in ever on what on what he's planning on doing. Communication is important for relationships. Yeah, <laughs> even if you're Rocky. Even if you're Rocky. Rocky walks in the house, and Adrian's like, "Why are you doing this?" And it's like, "You didn't." <laughs> Uh, says he has to do this, and he, he he has to leave this place, so he can think of nothing but him. And Adrian says, "A lot of people live with hurt," and he says, "A lot of people don't have a choice, but I do. Even if you win, Apollo is still gone." And he's like, "Why can't you change your thinking like everybody else does?" And he says, "Cause I'm a fighter." He says, "He can't change." This is the same conversation that they've had every time now, and this one doesn't. This one, this one just doesn't even make sense. They're not even like the last one was. At least he was like, "I'm afraid," and it like made sense why he was afraid and all that. There was at least reasoning in the story. Now they're just talking. Like you can just like, this could have been folded. Going through the gosh. motions, going through the motions. Adrian had a lot of a lot of personality, a lot of a lot of character. Yeah, it's all to gone her, now. and now it's all gone. She lost her glasses, lost her haircut. She tells him, "You can't win." And he says, Adrian, you always tell the truth. 
Because maybe I can't win. Maybe all I can do is take everything he's got. But to beat me, he's going to have to kill me. And to kill me, he's going to have to have the heart to stand in front of me and be willing to die himself. And I don't know if he's ready to do that, which I'm sure makes her feel better. And what is all this crazy macho shit? He's going to kill the guy who killed his friend. He's got a kid. What is he doing right now? Like, yeah. uh, this is yeah, insane. This is insane. And like, no, I would I would kill somebody who killed you. Sure, but would you make an international incident out of it? Do you, you don't have to make an international yeah, I'd make incident it, I'd definitely out make it. Out of it. I stink. Yeah, yeah, I'd make a stink out of it. Stella, I'm sorry. I have to go sorry. and avenge Zito's death. To avenge Zito's death. Man. I have to kill the gorilla that killed him, and I might not make the it back. Gorilla. That robot gorilla. Harambe 2.0. Oh, God. We can't talk about Harambe. <laughs> That's all cyborgs. <laughs> so there's a montage. Believe it or not, there's a montage in this movie. It's No Easy Way Out by Robert Tepper, which is a great song. They cut to his Ferrari on the back, and he has the You've Got a Friend in Pennsylvania you got a friend in tag. <laughs> and it's Southpaw, South Pennsylvania. Southpaw. They can't, they, it's not enough letters, but. Honestly, watching it in high depth, you can see like how like the art department made it. It looks like they just stuck those letters on. Yeah, it's pretty flat. Not a hot deal. Um, is it a Ferrari or a Lamborghini? No, I don't know. Oh, I think it's a Lamborghini. Uh, I could be wrong. So he's he's driving, and it shows basically like all it's it's a clip. It shows like clips of Apollo. He's like living his whole all, all everything we've seen in all these movies. But then also like it, it shows like Adrian, like when he was just talking to her five minutes ago. It's like that's part of it. The <laughs> remember that it's surreal. It's it's mind bending. You're definitely in his thoughts. It is it is editing as as Rocky's scattered thoughts because you are thinking of things that happened in this movie, in the third movie, in the first movie. You know, and and it blends I, them all together. Yeah, it's, then I like even it confused even me. And we've been watching these movies very recently, back to back, and uh, yeah, they got me too. No one's ever made like a part four of a movie to to ever make a montage in it of all of the four movies, including the current movie, including the previous scene, <laughs> including the previous scene. <laughs> right now, now is right. now. Like like baseball. <laughs> but but take it totally seriously. It's not played. Take as it a totally joke. seriously. Yeah, yeah. There the, there's a chauffeur and he's. I thought this part was hilarious. He's he's loading Paulie's stuff into the trunk, and the robot is like compl- nagging at Paulie. It's like bring a don't forget to bring a toothbrush. And uh, he he tells the guy, "I'm gonna have her wires tied when you get back." And the chauffeur's just like, he just rolls his eyes because it's just like these fucking rich people with their robots. <laughs> I'm here fucking driving these people around. <laughs> you know how the rich are. Yeah, with their fucking robot sex bots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rocky's talking to uh, Rocky Jr. And he's like, aren't you scared? And Rocky says, he's like, yeah, there's a part of me that's scared. And he just wants the guy to hit him on the chin so he don't feel nothing no more. So is that he was going to he wants someone to kill him. But then the other yeah, side of him like. wants wants to keep going, because when you go one more round, when you don't think you can, that's what makes the difference in your life, which is good advice. I guess. And he tells uh, Rocky not to forget to feed the robot. My my father gave me the same advice before he went off on a suicide mission to to, to Soviet Russia as well. Don't forget to feed the robot. Don't forget yeah. to feed the robot. His last words. 
oil and nuts. Adrian's looking out the window as they leave. They play Burning Heart by Survivor, who did uh, Eye of the Tiger, and they like explain the movie. It's like two worlds collide, rival nations. It's a primitive clash, venting years of frustration. It's like this is the what the movie is about. That is what the movie's about. The plane lands in Russia. Paulie has an eagle's beanie. Classic. Iconic. Uh, yeah, it's like it's uh, pouring snow. There's a Russian guy that says, we have a long drive ahead of us. So they drive to the cat. It's just a cabin, and there's a gym in the barn. Uh, Wikipedia, on the Wikipedia, it says it's in Krasnogorbinsk, but they don't ever say that. And there's another car with two Russian guys in it, and they're his chaperones. Where you go, they go. Which is really just like they're like watching. That's him. where it's supposed to be, but KGB. the media says that they shot KGB. all of this in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. But with real KGB guys. But with real KGB guys. Yeah. They play themselves. And there's no sparring partners. And and Rocky's like, I don't need that. And Paulie complains there's no TV. He doesn't have his filthy comics. He has a don't tread on me patch. He <laughs> just, he's so he's just the ugly American in this. Jesus. Uh so they're inside. Paulie's listening to the Chipmunk Christmas song on cassette and uh Duke goes to talk to he beats a, he beats the one of the Russian guys in chess. He goes to talk to Rocky, who puts a picture of Drago on his mirror like Apollo had uh, a picture of Rocky on his mirror when he was uh, in the second oh. one. And Rocky has a Rocky has a young version of himself in Rocky One. Yeah, his mirror inspired himself. <laughs> they give uh, Tony a lot, or well, Duke Tony. He they they his name in the other one. You guys can start calling me Duke. Duke. <laughs> Tony Duke Trove. <laughs> like GI Joe, you're the you're Duke. Like Duke, you're Duke. Duke. Yo, what's you're Duke. up, Sir Duke? Sir Duke. This is a good scene because Duke doesn't get a lot to do, but he's like telling. No, he's been standing around for four movies waiting. He didn't even get a a name until speech. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. he does good here. It's great. He opens Uh, his mouth for the first time, and instead of like shouting his lines or being like like trying to be overdo it or whatever, he like whispers everything. It's really great. Uh, So he says Apollo was like a son to him, and he raised him. And when he died, part of me died, but Rocky is the one that's going to keep his spirit alive, so we don't die for nothing. He says, you're going to have to go through hell, but he'll be the one standing in the end. You know what you got to do, so do it. And so th- this is how Rocky trains. Is he's running in the snow, and the KGB dudes are following him. And I never realized this, but this is the Russian version of like his Philly run in the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like running around. Instead of fruit, someone throws him some borscht and a salted herring. <laughs> 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 and a crab juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny too. He makes the, he does all this jogging in snow boots and jeans. It's like that's that guy's yeah. definitely from South Philly. You you dropped him out into the wilderness and he's still wearing his snow boots and jeans. Okay, you're gonna exercise in them too. Drago's hooked up to all these machines. They like cut back and forth, just showing how different it is. Like Rocky's getting back to he's like sawing wood, lifting rocks. He helps somebody somebody's horse cart tips over and he like helps, helps them, them. Yeah. heart of gold which is nice yeah Drago no wouldn't do that country. nope no and uh rocky's pulling paulie in a humanitarian sled. Like carrying mm-hmm. carrying a log on his shoulders mm-hmm. grows a beard um, yeah he has like a badass beard now mm-hmm. and there's all this like triumphant synth music if you like if you like getting pumped up 
If you go I to do. the gym or something, oh, you got to no. watch this before you go to the gym. And it kind of reminded me of Clubber Lang training in his little room, like, by himself. Now he's getting back to basics and all. And he's coming back from training, and Adrian's there now. She's, How did she get say, there? I know. Could they make it like, like, it's like the middle of nowhere, and they're like, the KGB's got to drive you to your house. That's Yeah, and, like, I know it's Christmas time, son, and I know your dad's going to die in Russia, but I got to I gotta go. I'm going to leave you with your uncle's sex robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a few friends over. Just you're gonna, <laughs> Yeah, you got to have two friends. Two friends. And uh, so she's like, I'm with you no matter what. So she's she's behind him. And uh, then it's Hearts on Fire by John Cafferty, which is a fucking great song. This is the true Rocky Four song. This is like, yeah, this is a big training mod- she, uh, montage. Rocky's pulling rocks. He does this thing where he's like, it's nuts. He's like, on his shoulders, but doing like sit-ups, like in the air, it looks very painful. I think a lot of this is supposed to show like uh, Rocky is uh, is acclimating himself to the to the Russian lifestyle, to like what it would have been like to grow up as the Russian version version of Rocky. Like you're saying, version this is Rocky. This like is when the Superman run- was grew up in a. In Russia, with a well, well, yeah, sun. but sort of, yes. <laughs> right. But Rocky needs to. Rocky needs to become more Russian. He needs to like go through what Drago lives the to life. Be as strong as Rago, Drago. Yeah, he has to like live the Russian life. He has to flip wagons and and hurl rocks and do upside down sit ups or whatever, uh, just like Russians do. So it cuts to Drago, and they show him being injected with steroids. So they make it very clear that he is he's on the juice. And it's probably the first time people saw this, you know, like kind of uh, as a plot point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Drago's like killing sparring partners and he's uh, running on a treadmill. And like, so they cut to Rocky. Rocky runs so fast that the car that's following him spins out and crashes. It and the flips guy gets over. It mm-hmm. doesn't flip over. <laughs> he get, the guy gets out to follow him, but he falls. And then Rocky runs up the top of a mountain. At the same time that uh, Drago is running on a treadmill. But R- Drago gives up, and Rocky doesn't. He gets to the top of the mountain, and yeah. he screams, Drago! And there's, like, a big helicopter shot. Yeah. Do you think it makes sense that he screams, Drago? Don't do you, don't you think he should have screamed Apollo's name like he was doing it for Apollo? Like, like, like I don't know. No, I he, bet he, it took he, different he, takes at different things, and they were like, then it, <laughs> I don't know. It would be weird. He screams, Buckus! Buckus! <laughs> Where's Buckus? I actually read Buck Buckus wouldn't he didn't like the script so he wouldn't he wouldn't be involved in this. Just kidding, that dog's dead. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I my you, my, my one warning my, at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, my my note key change in uh, Hearts on Fire, which is like um when a song starts in the uh, an original key and then maybe jump to it like a new key like it gets more more epic i don't know yeah more epic uh the only rocky song to do that so it it looks like it goes from uh, the key of c to the key of d Mm. uh in the chorus so pretty good and you know in the middle of this uh um uh adrian comes she comes to russia and like i wonder how did she get there how did she get there she just like showed up. I guess like she had to get special clearance from the State Department or whatever for her to show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she just shows up while Rocky is uh, is training or whatever. And 
then it goes right back into the montage. They have a scene where she's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, I know you got to yep, do and this. And it's a new montage. And then it's like, montage. But it's the same, like, tra- it's, he's still training. And now it's like hearts on fire instead of, yeah. uh, uh, oh, shit, what was the last song? There's so many of these Rocky themes. I can't remember which. They're starting I think to bleed they together. Decide. I, think was- I think they couldn't decide. That's why they have, there's so many. Do they have so many montages that they had to they had to request that many songs? Are they out there talking to like pop pop bands like Toto? What do you got? Like we need another I, song for Rocky Four. Honestly, at this point, there were so many montages. I fell asleep and I had to like watch it the next day. <laughs> A lot of montages. I got bored at this part. Yeah. <sighs> Then it's the fight, and 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 this is like a half an hour. There's still a half an yeah, hour left. Fight's too long. Fight's too long. Uh, well, the, yeah, this I this is the longest fight. It's got to be the longest fight in the in the movie. In, in all it feels movies. that way. It They're definitely feels like long. it. They're all too long. Uh, this one might be the. I think this might might be the best fight uh, in 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 all of them, maybe. But that they uh, apparently they like they scripted this out more the actual fight. So maybe that's why it's longer. Like they scripted like. Well, what, he like, he's like a fun fight coordinator, and in the last couple of movies, he gets some yeah. credit. So, so they're at the fight now, right? We're we're they're at the ring ringside. We're talking. Yeah. Uh, I I like this uh, part because uh of for Paulie gives Rocky the pep talk pep talk that Rocky should have given to Apollo in the first fight. Uh, yeah. Paulie's like. Yeah. I he 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 uh yeah I wrote it down. He like uh he says Rocky, I know you're busy right now, but I want to tell you something. And if it's something I never told you, he's like, I know sometimes I act stupid and I say stupid things, but you kept me around when other people would have said, drop that bum. You gave me respect. It's hard for me to say these things because that ain't my way. But if I was just if I could just unzip myself and step out and be someone else, I'd want to be you. And he's crying. That's actually a great scene. Yeah. And uh, and he says, you're all heart rock. And he kisses him on the cheek. Oh, Paul's got more uh, character in this movie than than all of the main characters. Yeah, he's got a love interest now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that is really interesting. You know, he's got... Yeah, more of that. I want to see more there, of how that works. I, yeah. Yeah, and wanna, what, yeah, yeah. I want to see their cyborg kids. I think that would be really... That would be really they uh, grow up to they, be boxers have, like, as well. It's a robot with those hats. They're smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can openers. Uh, now, he says, blast this guy's teeth out. They show the the oh the the announcers mentioned that Drago's new nickname is Death from Above, which is like Jesus, come on, man, he fucking killed a guy. He should be in jail for manslaughter because they yeah. wouldn't even fucking fight with. The fight was over. They tried stopping him. To, uh, yeah, yeah, too many nicknames. Too many nicknames. Crowd is chanting Drago, the Politburo, which is like the uh, the Russian or the USSR uh, higher ups are there with the fake Gorbachev. Yeah, Gorbachev uh, is there. Rocky comes out, and he, they're booing. He's got that, I wrote, he's got that American capitalist pig heat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he, uh, he's, like, totally ignoring it. Even the announcers point out that he's, like, not, he's, he doesn't care. And it cuts to Rocky Jr. is watching it at home with his two friends, and this robot is in a Santa hat and a beard now. <laughs> in a Santa mm-hmm. beard. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to be there for Christmas, so, like, so the, so the robot is giving them a Christmas. That kid's like, when I was eight years old, my parents were in Russia fighting communism, and yeah, so a, and a, a, robot a robot gave me that. Christmas. <laughs> I opened my presents while a robot watched. What do you think the robot gave the kids? Like, uh, robot gifts? It's like, 
probably yeah, yeah, yeah probably yeah, things like, robots want right right like oil or electricity micro microchips microchips drago comes in and it's it's it, the way the way they shoot it, it's awesome he like the like it's like backlit and you just see his shadow and Dolph Lundgren is but we haven't talked about it but the dude is fucking huge like he's like he's a monster yeah there's no way rocky could have beat Drago. you say that all the time I, well look how can you still doubt him I, this is the fourth movie how can he doubt him? I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I, I how, there's no way this guy's gonna win. He overcomes the odds every time. Drago entering the Drago entering the ring looks like the 1984 Mac computer commercial where the the oh. lady in the <laughs> jogging shorts runs in with a yeah. sledgehammer. That's what yeah. it looks like to me. That scared the shit out of me as a kid. I was scared of that. I'm still out. I still am. Why'd you bring that up, Tina? I told you not to. The announcer says the fight's not sanctioned. It's not for the title. And that's and then I was like, why is that? And that's why I looked up the, that there was this cut scene where the U.S. He meets with the U.S. Boxing Board in um, City Hall. It's like a, a shot of City Hall. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so well, that's where you get the, to go, right? I guess that's where they meet. That's where the they boxing commission the... works out of. They work out of city hall. It's a it's a part of the government. They they uh, <laughs> they they play the Russian national anthem, which said, apparently it's the it's the old Stalin version of the anthem, which was updated in 1977. They updated the lyrics, but this is the old lyrics. Apparently, was that intentional? I don't think so. I think they just fucked up. That's just what they got. It's hard to Google shit back then. You know, it's just different. Yeah, yeah, it's different. And there's a huge picture of Drago. And this is like, they, they don't do it a lot, but Drago's kind of, this is when you kind of start to see he's like more of a character because he's like, that's kind of fucking weird. And you kind of, they don't, this is like, they they talk about it in Creed 2, I guess, but he's kind of like a puppet of the government. Like, yeah. He's like. Um, like he's all the athletes wear, right? Yeah, and he's, but he's like, that's fucking weird. Like, they're hyping him up to be like this god or whatever. and He's just, you know, trying to box, I guess. Although he did kill a man for them, so. Mm-hmm. He's in the army. It's a war. Yeah, they could have sent him to Afghanistan. He's lucky that uh, all he has to do is go on TV and box. Yeah, the, 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 so they <laughs> uh, they uh, stand in front of each other, and Drago has, like, he's got, like, a foot and a half on Rocky. Like, it's ridiculous. And he says his famous line, I must break you. Great. Great line. And Paulie, Paulie says, remember what I said there about one to be you? Forget about it. Uh, so he immediately is back to being a dickhead. And Duke tells him their game plan. He's like, go straight at him. And he keeps saying, no pain. Yeah, no, no pain. pain. It doesn't motivate me, to be honest. It is It is not a great plan. It is not a great plan. The other no, movies definitely no, had. He, <laughs> we're getting there. He goes right at we're him and he gets pounded on immediately. Yeah, like I don't know, not a great strategy. They maybe should have thought about this one a little bit harder. I think the idea that, and we talked about it in the last movie. At the end of the last movie, Rocky decided while fighting Clubber Lang that part of his like mystique or attack style was going to be, "I can take whatever you can dish, and uh, once I've taken all your best hits, what have you got?" And uh, I guess that's what they're going for here. But you know, you then kind of just proceed to watch Rocky get beat up until the Russian gets tired. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. So he, he it, it, and Rocky hits him with body blows and all, but and then like Drago's, he like points to his stomach like he wants more, and he knocks Rocky down. Rocky gets up for the eight count. The round ends, and Drago throws Rocky back into the ropes, and then like, uh, I think this that is is this where they have like a pull apart, like the 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 ring 
gets mobbed with everybody. They're like a brouhaha. Uh, each other. Yeah. yeah, a brouhaha. That's a technical term for it. Thank you. Drago <laughs> definitely won that round. And uh, Rocky comes back and he's like, he says, I, th- I see three of them. And Paulie's like, hit the one in the middle. And Duke's like, yeah, right. Hit the one in the middle. Good tip. Um, I don't know. These guys, this is without Mickey, this corner is definitely rudderless. Is it worth it? I mean, when you think you're really going to lose and you're still just like, <laughs> let me just get I'm back in there. Ready to die for this? Yeah. I don't know. And for what exactly? It hasn't been clearly outlined in the script. It's just that we hate Russians. And this, yeah. one, killed, this one killed our friend. Oh, right, right, right. Vengeance will be mine. <laughs> so Rocky's just getting destroyed. Like, his Drago's reach is, like, so long that, like, he's, like, trying to duck and move these punches. But he's so huge. So Rocky's just getting destroyed. And uh, then Rocky hits later on in the fight. Rocky hits him with a hook, and he cuts Drago's face a little bit. And that kind of changes the momentum because if we – this is Predator a couple years later, but if he bleeds – we can kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rocky starts hitting him over and over, and the round ends, but Rocky keeps punching him, which, again, you can't do that. That's not allowed. No allowed. Should have been a disqualification, yeah. Well, it gets to deal with the ref, too. I mean, who's got this? Yeah, the, the ref, ref is in Because also, he should have stopped this fight because Rocky gets knocked out like six times in this fight. Yeah. I'll tell you, the ref is the one in the most precarious position because if uh, if 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 Drago wins is, is it a ru- whatever, It's a Russian ref? Yeah, they're in well, Russia. Yeah, exactly. If if they're gonna kill his family if he doesn't give uh, Draga the the upper hand. Right. right absolutely. Right. This sure. this Russian this Russian ref is he's the one who's gonna suffer if the if Drago doesn't win. Not Drago. They can't kill Drago. He's a big propaganda tool. Uh, so Drago chokes Rocky. This is when everybody runs in, and Duke says, "See, he's not a machine. He's a man." And at the same time, Drago. He's a man. And Drago says in Russian, he says, "He's not human. He's like a piece of iron." Because mm-hmm. uh, he's taking the best that Drago can throw. Because he and just eating it, although he's literally destroying the man's brain, but he doesn't know that yet. Damn shame. So there's this is when it's like a montage of all the different rounds, and Drago's probably winning most of these rounds, but Rocky won't go down, so he's like getting into his head. Rocky's like blocking his punches with his face, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it's like Rocky forgot how to That's box in this one. Power. Everything that Apollo learned, I feel like everything that Apollo taught him in the third one should have come back in this one to be like, we should have like close up on the feet, seeing the footwork, you know, and, and yeah. flashbacks to well, all the... Go dogs. lefty, go righty, right? Kind of, but he does Yes, yes, Trove, he but should, he doesn't He should he doesn't apply all of his it. skills. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, they don't make a point of it at all. Oh, whatever. <laughs> We're wrong. Yeah, Brocky just gets hit in the head better than anybody. It's basically the twelfth round, and he and Rocky gets knocked down again, but he gets right up, and they're just punching the shit out of each other. Around this time, around this time, the Gorbachev gets nervous, and he does a little side look at the at the, the Russian official yeah. sitting next to him, like, "Uh oh, hey." So then the crowd starts cheering for Rocky because no matter what country, everyone loves an underdog, and uh, it's true. This fight, I wrote down, this fight is epic, and it's very fl- the editing is very flashy with like the the way they they cut it. There's a lot going on. Yeah, it's really cool the way they do that one montage bit where uh, the it's them getting hit and the punching each other in the face over and over again, and it's just like it's, it's like freeze in, frame in the flash bulbs dissolved over top of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, it's like calling attention again. It's slowing down time. It's calling attention to each individual hit and the effects of it and how hard these guys are are 
are walloping each other. It's, 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 it, it, they're, they're trying to do interesting things with this fight. It's definitely, uh, it goes on too long, but it's definitely artsier than the previous ones. It's a slobber knocker. Spits coming out of their mouth and all. Yeah. A lot of sweat. So this is the, this is the last round in the, the Politburo. A lot of pumping and lubing. <laughs> yes. A lot of lube. Get the grease. The Politburo is pissed off and they look scared. And so he, the guy Nikolai runs down while, while that's happening, uh, Duke says, all your strength, all your power, all your love, throw everything you got at him. And Nikolai runs down and he grabs the trainer and he's like, you train this fool. He's a disgrace. And he goes to Drago and he's like, uh, he's like, our people cheer for him. You idiot. He's like, you win. And he pushes Drago's face and Drago just looks at him and the guy knows like, oh, I just fucked up. He, <laughs> picks, he picks him up by his throat and he throws the dude and he says, I fight to win for me. And he yells and he points at the Politburo and he's like, for me. So he kind of turns babyface a little bit because he's been manipulated and propped up by the government. Although we learn in, in Creed 2, after he loses, they like they give him nothing and his life was terrible at it after this and his wife left him. Yeah, they cut him. They cut him loose, man. He turns individualism and he turns against socialism, yeah. you know, and uh, right. It's the American way, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's just true fall from grace. Yep. Drago says to the end. And they're both like really they're both like exhausted. And uh Duke tells Rocky, like, knock him out because he's like, what are you what are you waiting for? And uh the crowd's going nuts for Rocky. Rocky starts fight fighting back and announcers are just like, It's just a street fight by this point. And Rocky starts going to his body and he won't let up and Adrian sells yells, You're gonna do it. He hits a left hook and it knocks down Drago. And his wife is yelling at him to get up, but he can't get up for the 10 count. He, like, falls out of the ring. So Rocky wins. And the crowd is chanting for Rocky. They drape an American flag around him. And they finally play the Rocky theme music, which they haven't played, like, throughout this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's, like, a uh, what's like the other Rocky song, Go in the Distance. There's, like, a version of it in this that goes into the main theme. Rocky's in the ring. The guy is in the Oh, right. He gives him. a speech. He gives a speech. This is how he ends. Right, uh, right, communism. Sorry, right. This the, 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 talks everybody out. He ends so, the cold. He destroys communism. He ends the cold war. He collapses the Berlin Wall. The 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 crowd gets real silent, and the guy who's holding the mic is like translating it, and he says, "I came here tonight, and I didn't know what to expect. I seen a lot of people hate me, and I didn't know what to feel about that. So I guess I didn't like you much, none either. During this fight, I seen a lot of, I seen a lot of change in the way you felt about me. He says yous. Which I like. Well, you know where he's from. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it changed the way I felt about you. And here were two guys killing each other, but I guess that's better than 20 million killing each other. So what I'm trying to say is, if I can change, and you can change, everybody can change. And the crowd fucking loves, they're eating this up. There's a huge applause. And even the fake Gorbachev stands up and applause. And he is moved to his feet. He's yeah, so he's moved, he stands. They're touched. They're touched. Their cold, godless, communist hearts are touched by Rocky Balboa. Simple but, at least they're, but they're respectful, so they listen. They heard him out, and they are they are they are now changed as well. Yeah, it was that was a hell of a fight. Hell of a fight, and That's Russia was never a threat ever again. Yep, yeah. yep, and we never heard from them ever again. Never heard from the Russians ever again. So he says, I just want to say one thing to my kid who should be home sleeping. Merry Christmas, kid. I love you. And they cut to him. 
Yeah. And, uh, and they play Hearts on Fire again. The crowd's going nuts. <laughs> and now they love capitalism, and that's the end of the movie. Everybody gets a pair of blue jeans, and uh, and it's uh, they montage it. They montage everybody yeah. trying them on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's your hamburgers. So, uh, here's your, here's, yeah, your, here's your apple pie. Here's your Labrador. Here's your... It's the end of the movie. Uh, it's also it's dedicated to Jane Oliver again. I guess we mentioned in the last one all the movies are dedicated to his uh, first uh, manager. He died. Oh. The film opened Wednesday, November 27th on 1,325 screens, and uh, over the five-day Thanksgiving weekend, it grossed a non-summer record of $31,770,105. It is the in its fourth week of release, it expanded to a then-record number of screens, 2,232. It spent a total of six weeks as the number one film, staying on top through the Christmas wow. and New Year period, and grossed a total of $127.8 million dollars the United States and Canada, and three hundred million dollars worldwide—the most of any Rocky film. Wow. Yes. Do you think it's? Do you think it was because of that? It was like, um, about Russia and stuff, and like this was like the height of the Cold War. You think that had something know. to do with it? Absolutely. There's no doubt. Know. There's a bunch of movies just like this around that time. There's all these kinds of like us versus the Gilligan's land. Island movie. Yeah. The Gilligan, of course, that's the exactly Gilligan's what I was Island referring movie. to, Drove. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's what I, I was know. talking about. We speak in secret code. I know. You could just see it in my eyes that I was thinking of <laughs> Gilligan again. <laughs> uh, the film has a 44% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes from 52 critics, indicating a mixed review uh, score overall. The critical consensus states, quote, Rocky IV inflates the action to absurd heights, but it un- ultimately rings hollow thanks to a story that hits the same basic beats as the first three entries in the fr- franchise, end quote. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what the audience figured anyway. They yep. they, they turned out, they 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 plopped down they their money, it. their hard on money. They loved it. Yeah. Sold. On Metacritic, the film has scored 40 out of 100 based on 13 critics indicating, quote, mixed or average reviews, end quote. Roger Ebert gave the film two out of four stars, stating that with this film, the Rocky series began finally losing its legs. It's been a long run, one hit uh, movie after another, but Rocky IV is a last gasp, a film so predictable that viewing it is like watching one of those old sitcoms where the characters never change and the same situations turn up again and again and again. What a fool. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune, on the other hand, gave the film 3.5 out of 4 stars and stated in his review, in his review quote, Stallone creates credible villains worthy of his heroic character, end quote. Uh, Gene Siskel obviously seeing it uh, for what it was, a superhero movie and not um, uh, a Capra-style Oscar bait. Ian Nathan of Empire gave the film 2 out of 5 stars, calling the script, quote, a laughable turd, end quote. look a hero's only as great as his villain and rocky's got great villains yeah he does and then he turns those villains some of those villains into friends like apollo and then this movie is Mm -hmm. about the man who challenged him to be the best that he could be dying and then like rocky has to rise to that challenge russian goodwill ambassador katya lecheva objected to the character ivan drago saying that the film uses him to vilify the russian people in 2020 maxim magazine ranked the film eighth in the list of 12 most delusional films about Russia, noting that the <laughs> takes its grudge against the most unpleasant pre-Gorbachev Soviet realities and how they are portrayed in the film with incredible poison and malice. 
That's why people like it so much. I, it makes them the Empire, like in Star Wars. Like, their sets are all gray, black, with a splash of red. They're definitely, like, they're they're cartoonishly villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The script development was the subject of a famous copyright lawsuit, Anderson v. Stallone. Timothy Anderson developed a treatment for Rocky for on spec after the studio decided not to buy his treatment. He sued when the resulting movie script was similar to his treatment. The court held that Anderson had prepared an unauthorized derivative work of the characters Stallone had developed in Rocky 1 through 3, and thus he could not enforce his unauthorized story extension against the owner of the character's copyrights. Uh... So I guess that he was like, oh, and Rocky will, Rocky will have a robot, and Rocky will fight a Russian. And they were like, all right, kid, whatever. And then they went and they did something like that. And they were like, but not like him. Not like his was, his was like a comic book. Ours is real cinema. Uh-huh. Yeah, I tried, I tried finding out more about the script, but I couldn't, I couldn't really find anything. Because I went to see what they, he supposedly said that they took. This is why Trove and I have never shared our pre- Rocky prequel <laughs> with, uh, with for Sylvester with, Stallone, with, with. we just don't trust him. We just don't think he mm-hmm. could. So until we're under mm-hmm. contract, look, well, trust him. I, I'll trust him. He <laughs> it stays in the vault until then. Until we're until we have that contract. Until he's signed. A, he ripped off the, the he rips off the Bayon bleeder. What's his name? Uh, Chuck Wepner. Chuck Wepner. Yeah, he ripped them off. Even it, he, even Chuck Wepner had had uh, uh, James Brown sing in front of him. <laughs> he had a true. robot too. Yeah, it's true. He had a sex it's robot. True. Nobody talks about Chuck Wepner's sex robot, but he had it first. No You're right. Mm-hmm. What's that sex robot doing these days? It says it's still in SAG. It's still an actor. If you wanted to, you could hire it. It was on uh, Law and Order last week. I just saw it. <laughs> it was, was it the victim or the criminal? No, it, it was one of the people who's like stacking newspapers while the with the cops are. Well, they talk them. to it. Yeah. He's like, oh, yes, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Why don't those people ever stop working? When the cops are talking to me, I'm like sweating bullets. They're like, busy, ah. man. They're busy. Ah, They're I can't busy. concentrate on anything. I can't stack newspapers. This movie just like it's so away from what the first one is that it's like it's just ridiculous. Like it's just like uh like, the cool thing about the first one is, like, he doesn't win, and it's like, wow, he accomplished. But then after that, it's like, then he goes on a winning streak that lasts years and years, and he beats everybody that comes near him, and all these, like, supervillains. And it's like... And you know what people's response what was? You know what people's yeah. response was? Well, then Give what happened? More. Yeah. Well, then what? I, I mean, I, I made the joke earlier, but this might as well be Sylvester Stallone's Rocky in Space. Like, it's so out there. It's so absurd. It doesn't fit in with the rest of the movies at all. After this, it tells the story of the wrestler, right? He's the washed-up boxer. He goes back to living in well, South Philly. Yeah, something happens after after all of these Rocky movies uh, in the real boxing world is that Mike Tyson comes out as a force, you know? And that's right. boxing. And all this stuff is, like, old-fashioned. And there's, like, a new world of boxing. And it's the Mike Tyson world of boxing. And it and it is like bookended with this movie, so I think it's then like well then where does Rocky fit into the Mike Tyson world of boxing, and that's mm. and that's Rocky Five. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you're I think you're right. And uh, Rocky Five fits. Uh, we're gonna get into this in Rocky Five, but what I'm putting out there now. Final thoughts here uh, on Rocky Four. 
Uh, no, well, let, let's save them for a second. I want to do this last <laughs> line here. I'm sorry. Like, I have like a, I have like a ton more to say on Rocky Four. Okay, let me get this and then we'll do. We'll <laughs> no. we'll just talk about it. Okay. Uh, Stallone has been quoted as saying the enormous financial success and fan following of Rocky IV once had him envisioning another Rocky movie devoted to Drago and his post-boxing life with Balboa's storyline running parallel to Drago's. However, he noted the damage both boxers sustained in the fight made them incapable of reason, and thus instead planned Rocky V as a showcase of the dangers of boxing. So, like, we'll get into Rocky V or whatever, but I, I... feel like rocky five fits more into this world than rocky four does and uh, rocky four is definitely the standout and my you know final thoughts here on rocky four is that it is a, a enjoyable experience like a roller coaster ride but doesn't necessarily fit in with the rest of the rocky franchise i have nothing left to add <laughs> to rocky four you just said you had a whole bunch of things. I'm just kidding. I mean, if we've been oh. talking about it for two <laughs> hours. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what about it, Beerman? Yeah, Do you have a just, final point? It's just like, uh, I guess this is like, uh, if Cocaine was a movie, it'd be Rocky Four. <laughs> 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 and like, like Cocaine, it's like, oh, it's fun. Everything's fun now. But then the fifth one is like the the next day where you're like, oh, now I got to deal with all the shit I've been doing for years. Also, I don't think the, the nationalism holds up very well. The cartoonish hatred. Of really? No, it got me dead. hyped. I was like USA. <laughs> I was in the no. army last night. I thought yeah, it was in bad I'm, taste. I thought I, it was like real weird. and Yeah. I don't know. I guess I like Rocky. I like Rocky because he's a Philadelphian, not because he's an American. I'm like Philadelphia first. It's okay. America, you're okay, but Philadelphia. I went forever. to the spirit <laughs> shop and I threw all their vodka on the ground. Oh, <laughs> that was an Irish guy that wrote that. <laughs> it's proving a point. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 ridiculous. It's ri- and, and I guess it was very of its time for 1985. I could see why. 85. 85. Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, I could see why, like people, uh, it's definitely uh, tapped into a lot of. It's like Reagan. Anger it's like Ronald Reagan, American, yes. like USA stuff, like yeah. GI Joe and Hulk Hogan, and like this is yeah. Reagan's Rocky. You're absolutely right, Trove. This is Reagan's Rocky. <laughs> Reagan's Rocky. Mm-hmm. Hands down. We don't need Star Wars. We we don't need Star Wars to blow up the missiles. We just need Rocky, dude. Mm-hmm. All we need Rocky is that Southpaw and some gumption. Mm-hmm. You've got a friend in Southpaw, PA. The other thing I think this movie did, it definitely warped some minds because, like, around, you know, my whole life, there's this movie, like, poisoned the minds of every South Philadelphian who saw it. There's a certain reading of this movie in which a guy from South Philly <laughs> ends the Cold War, defeats the Soviet Union, and avoids nuclear holocaust with just his two fists. You know, like, uh, and and I think like I think that like they used to make the students of St. John minds. Newman watch this movie as part of for the gym rel- class <laughs> for, for religion class. They used to make them watch for Rocky religion. <laughs> That's why they're all like that. <laughs> It definitely warped some kids. It definitely messed some yeah. people up. Yeah. Maybe maybe not in the greater nation, but it definitely it, it warped some minds in South Philly. In Philadelphia. And the local yeah. the local <laughs> And this is the one that is com- absolutely not shot here. There's like nothing in this movie that isn't taken from a different movie. Uh, it's the least Philadelphia. The least Philadelphia Rocky. of any one of them. I got to be honest, that puts it way at the bottom of my list. Uh, this is <laughs> Everybody yeah, knows where I, I, I would stand say on that. of the 
Like, I still love this movie, but it's still, like, I would say out of the four that we watched, this is my least favorite so far. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We said that we, it's like, it's Christmas. We said sex robot, like, way more (laughs) than we usually say it. It's. But less than we said it last Christmas. That's last we said it last Christmas. <laughs> that's progress. Maybe if you're good, Santa will bring you a sex your own that's sex true, robot. Do not so. and please, you two, please don't send me any text with the word "sex robot" in it when enjoying my Christmas. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're missing out. Right. More for me. All right. Okay, that's pretty much all there is to know about Rocky Four. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Follow along and join the conversation. We want to hear from you. Uh, what would what would you do with a robot? Would What would your robot... Uh, no, we don't want to hear that. We don't... No, no, no. We don't want to hear Fill that. our comments with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep that to yourself. Uh, what did you think of Rocky IV? Uh, is this uh, Reagan's Rocky or is this America's Rocky? Uh, look out for new episodes of the podcast every or Monday. Or tribute to Eisenstein. <laughs> or just a tribute to Eisenstein. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Have a happy holiday. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. And we're off next week. So, so, uh, so are you guys. Give us a guys. break. So are you guys. So. Bye. Bye. <laughs>